Come on, somebody. Amen. Um, so, again, my name is Andrew, and uh, I'm excited to be bringing the word this morning. Um, I'm a pastor's kid. Been a pastor's kid my whole life. Uh, when I was little, growing to church wasn't an option. Anybody testify with me this morning? I grew up, you know, if I didn't want to sit on the pew, I, I grew up sleeping under the pew. You know what I mean? And uh, back in my day, we didn't just have Sunday, Wednesday. We had every day. Every day we had something at church. Every day there was something to do. And, uh, and I'm, I'm blessed by it. And, uh, but it didn't do everything for me. At, at the age of six, I got saved. I got saved at a power team uh, meeting. Like uh, these guys are like ripped. I mean, they're steroids galore. You know what I mean? You, like, I don't know. Like, like, we love Jesus and do steroids. It's great. And... Um, <laughs> And but these guys, they would do these these acts, and they would rip phone books and bend pots and pans and stand on like a bed of needles and, and all this nails and all this stuff and and do crazy acts. And then at the end of it, they were, they were like, "We couldn't do any of this without Jesus in our hearts." I'm like, "Or roids in your system." <laughs> but but as a six year old kid, as a six year old kid, I was like. Ah! I'm like, God, I want Jesus in my heart, too. And so I gave my life to Jesus that night. My dad was proud. And, you know, I grow up as a kid in church, and you do the church thing, so you think you're good. But reality is, is sin is sin. And no matter if you think you're good, you still got sin in your life. And I recognized that I was a sinner at 17, and I had a radical encounter with God. I was just struggling with a hidden addiction to pornography. My dad didn't know about, none of my family knew about. I was just struggling, struggling. And uh, I had a radical encounter at 17. From that encounter, I began to lead in ministry at a church uh, my family planted um, and, and then got married at 21. Oh, boy. Married at 21. I got a picture of my wife. You want to see her? Can you throw it up there, Brother Josh? Look at that right there. <laughs> my, my, my. The anointing on that woman. That's a picture of my wife. <laughs> She'll be here at 11, but... That's me, I just want to say, that's me more than 20 pounds ago. Come on, somebody. I'm celebrating. I'm on this journey. So I need your support. I need your prayers. And I don't need your fried foods. Amen. And so <laughs> that's me. My wife and I were celebrating eight years of marriage this year, which is a miracle of God. And, uh, and just through life transitions and things, and we... Uh, we, we, we're here rooted, and I got my three kids. You got a picture of my three kids. There they are. There's Ali in the middle, Leah on your left, and Ezra on your right. And my man, my Power Ranger, my Ninja Warrior, him. He walks through the house, and he's like, <laughs> from the rising of the sun to the going of the same. It's, <laughs> and uh, it's amazing. It's great. They're my, they're my giant slayers. I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> the devil should have killed me when he had the chance because uh, what, what these three are going to do to his kingdom is going gonna, is gonna to be awesome. And, uh, but yeah, I just want to share a little bit about me uh, just so you get a context from my heart where I'm coming from this morning because I, I do have a word from the Lord that I believe is going to encourage you, is going to lift you up, and uh, you can follow along in the Version Bible app. I sent my notes in just in time, and to honor Pastor Terry this morning, I got a scripture and three points. Come on, somebody. I'm on somebody. That deserves some hand clap right there. I got, 
I got three points today, y'all. I don't normally get three points, but to honor my dad, I'm going I'm to get three points out of this thing. Holy Ghost, help! You know, I need to. But uh, I'm excited this morning. Are you ready to get in the Word this morning? Let's dive in this morning. Mark chapter 5. Let's go to Mark chapter 5. I'm a, I'm a talkback preacher, so feel free to engage. I really do want your heart to be open and receptive to what the Lord is saying this morning. Um, and I really want you to actively listen. Don't just stare at me, but actively listen by shouting amen at me. That's a good point. Don't tell me that. Don't come for my life. Whatever you want to do, it's fine. Amen. Hey, thank you, Carly. Thank you. We can always count on Carly, can't we, PT? We can always count on Carly. Mark chapter 5, we're going to start in verse 24, and we're going to go down to verse 35. In verse 24, it says, Jesus went with him, and all the people followed. Crowding around him, a woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors, and over the years, she had spent everything she had to pay them. But she had gone, she had gotten no better. And in fact, she had gotten worse. She heard about Jesus. Come on, tell the person next to you, make Jesus known. Come on, she had heard about Jesus. Someone checked in on Facebook on that day and let them know they were worshiping at Faith Renewed. And she had heard about Jesus. Let's bring it into 2019. That's cool. So she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe, for she thought to herself, if I could just touch his robe, I will be healed. Verse 29 says, immediately the bleeding stopped, and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. And Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out from her, from him. So he turned around in the corner, in the, in the crowd, and asked, who touched my robe? His disciples said to him, look, hey, dude, there's a lot of people around us right now. The crowd is pressing in around you. How can you ask who touched me? But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, ter- trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you, has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. Tell the person next to you, this is the title of the message this morning. Keep on pushing. Come on, say it loud. Tell the person next to you, keep on pushing. Keep on pushing. Keep on pushing. Can you grab the hand next to you? Let's go before the Lord in prayer. Father, I thank you this morning for your son, Jesus. I thank you for the word that you've given us and you've laid before us. I thank you, God, for this day and this moment and what it represents to be able to celebrate the the, the mother and the father of the house that you've placed here in the past and the shepherds and the leaders in our life. And I just pray this morning, God, that this word would just come forth like a sharp two-edged sword, God, and just separating both just soul and spirit bone and marrow. Father, I just pray, God, that, that this word would be uplifting, that it would be encouraging, God, that it would just inspire us and just 
drive us to continue to pursue you and that when we leave here today, we would leave here full of your presence, feeling closer to you, God. I'm asking, God, that you would break chains no man can break, God. I'm asking, God, for you to do in this moment what only you can do in this moment. I thank you, God, that you're going to do today what a thousand therapy sessions can't do, God. I thank you that you're going to do today, God, and you're going to go deep in our hearts and heal the wounds, God, that are inside of us, Father. And give us encouragement for the journey ahead. God, I love you. And I thank you for the honor and the privilege because I can't do it without you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can you give Jesus one more hand clap? So we, here we have this, this woman with the issue of blood. And, and we actually pick up the story in the middle of a story. And in Mark chapter 5, we see where Jesus was headed somewhere. He was actually headed to Jairus' house. And uh, he was headed to his house because Jairus was like, hey, my daughter's at home. We think she's dead. We need you to come. He heard Jesus was in town. So Jesus was like, hey, I'm going to go. And on his way, of course, he had multitudes following him. On his way, this woman with the issue of blood came up and touched the hem of his garment. What's, what's, what's interesting is is. This woman's story is a transformation story. This woman's story can be our story this morning. That what God is doing here at Faith Renewed isn't just here to renew your faith, but I believe that that making Jesus known changes everything. Come on, making Jesus known doesn't just save you. But making Jesus known, like once you know Jesus, it could change your heart. It could change your mind. It can change your marriage. Once you make Jesus known, it could change your children. It can change everything about us. Because that's, that's the thing is, is Jesus is the one that does it. And once he's known, like we can't just stop at making Jesus known. We have to enter in into this thing called transformation. That God didn't want, that, that, literally, that's what Pastor Bill was talking about, the resurrection. But before we get to a resurrection, we have to go through a death. And many people want the resurrection power, want to be the new creation in Christ, but few actually want to die to themselves. See, Jesus said we got to take up our cross daily. And you have to die to, Paul went on to say in Galatians 2.20, I'm crucified. With Christ, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And what's interesting is I was praying into today and I was praying into this morning. I was like, Lord, what are you wanting to say? How do you want to encourage the people? I know they were waiting for the spiritual warfare series to start this morning. And I'm coming to interrupt the plan. And it's cool. And it's all right. But if, you have, if you've noticed this year, if you've been trekking along in the journey of the Lord this year, you've got to see that the Lord has taken us on a transformation journey. This year, this body, this house, everyone has come in contact with this house. This year has gone through and is going through a process called transformation. And it started in our Overcome series. I mean, God moved in our Overcome series every week. People sharing testimony after testimony. Us going after things that the enemy didn't want us to go after. And and talking about the things the enemy didn't want us to expose in the light. And they were exposed and people were set free and delivered and healed. Can we praise God for everything he's done in that series? Come on. Come on. You can do better than that this morning. Thank you. Thank you. And after that Overcome series, the transformation continued. And as we talked about 
being fruitful, the fruit of the Spirit. How many enjoyed the fruit of the Spirit series? And that's, what is all that about? What is all that about? All that is is talking about the inner transformation that happens once you know Jesus. Once your life is submitted, it's like it's, it, it happens naturally. All of a sudden, you're kinder. You, you're, you're gooder. <laughs> you're gooder. <laughs> you're gooder. And, and, and you're more peaceful and you have more joy and, you, and, you, and all the other nine things. Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, self-control. My, my, my. Woo, let's not go there right now. We'll keep on skipping that one. But self-control is actually a fruit of the Spirit. But all... It's talking about this inner transformation. And then next series we got coming up is the spiritual warfare series titled the, 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 the body, the armor, the armor of God, talking about the armor of God and spiritual warfare and the tactics. And how many know that we don't war against flesh and blood, right? People aren't our enemy. You can't put a face on evil. You can't put a face on evil. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, you can't put a face on evil, but we war against principalities, strongholds, right? Things in high places. But how many know we're seated with Jesus in heavenly places, so we actually reign and rule above those things, and we actually have the authority to speak into those things. And say, you know what, this arguing with my wife isn't me and my wife arguing. It's a, it's a principality coming to try to separate us. That's what Paul says. Paul says, destroy and pull down every argument. Everything that comes against the mind of Christ. Pull it down. Take it out. Amen? It works. I don't know if you've tested that power, but it works. I don't, me and my wife have been in some heated fellowship moments. We both Puerto Rican. We're both spicy. We're both, you know what I mean? We can get a little intense, you know? And I'm like, Lord bless you, woman, you know? And she's like, Lord bless you, man of God. And, and all of a sudden, this argument ain't, ain't from us. And I've, I've seriously, I've, I, you can see, if she was here this morning, she would tell you, in the middle of, of, us, of us having heated fellowship, she could tell you, I'm like, well, stop, this is, this is not us, this is the enemy. Let's pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just destroy and we put on every argument, every spirit of contention that's trying to drive us apart. I'm telling you, man, and that thing is lifted and gone. I'm excited about this, this, this Armor of God series, as you can tell. But it, it talks about what a per- transformed life looks like and wars like and fights like. And so in this, in this story, with the woman with the issue of blood... I believe the Lord wants to show us where we are and where he's taking us. And in this story, you find that Jesus is on the way to a 12-year-old's house. And this woman that suffered, the Bible said, has suffered for 12 years. I find that interesting. He's going towards something that's 12 years old. And he just heals an issue that's 12 years old. And the church you're sitting in is 12 years old. Hey, 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 hey. I'm like, Holy Ghost, you bad. You are nasty, sir. I mean, you are filthy. You led me to this. Ah, 
my God. I, the inner preacher in me started just shouting and, and, and celebrate. I was like, oh. But, it, but it's interesting. And I want us to, to, to gain what the, the Lord is saying because I believe it's the word of the Lord for today and for this hour. And, and she suffered for 12 years. And, and all of a sudden she finds herself at Jesus' feet. But how did she get there? How did she get to that day? How did she get to that moment? How did she get to that place? Where she touched the hymn, where she found out. Well, it was her desperation. <laughs> I don't know if you're here this morning, but if you're here and you're desperate this morning, but your desperation can take you to a good place. Yeah. And through her desperation, she learned to push through critical things in her life. She had to push through things to get to what God had for her. What she believes is like, man, this is my miracle. This is my moment. So this message this morning is for those of you who feel, like Pastor Bill said, you feel alone in the road. You feel maybe left out. You maybe feel like, man, the promises of God, I haven't seen them yet. And my faith, my faith and my hope is kind of on an empty level if you can be real with yourself. Say, man, you know what? I, I, I want to know God's goodness. I want to believe it, but Right now, I'm just so surrounded by things. I believe the Lord wants to speak to you this morning. Amen? Amen. So here's my first point. My first thing is, is that this woman with the issue of blood, she had to push through self-reliance. She had to push through self-reliance. See, in, in verse 26, <laughs> we see where she had tried everything. We see where, where she went to doctor after doctor, expert after expert, trying to fix her issues on her own. How many know there's some circumstances in life we can't fix on our own? There's some things we go through in life where we are literally in an impossible situation. There's some things, I don't, I don't anybody gone through some impossible things in this? Right? There's some things we go through where we, we just can't figure out how to get there. We don't understand what's happening. How many have been through something? You don't, you don't get it. You don't get it. Let's wave your hand at me. Let me see it. You've been through something. I don't understand this. Right? And the greatest thing is, is when you're in a situation where all your option is, is Jesus, then you're in the best kind of situation. Right? When your back's up against the wall and it's just you and Jesus and you're like, you got to pull me through. How many know he's faithful every time to pull us through? And in this, this very situation, what's, what's interesting is this, the Bible didn't even mention her name. Maybe, maybe some of you in this room, your identity is lost in what you're going through. That your issues have become your identity. That everyone knows you by your issues, but no one knows you for you. Maybe that's because all we talk about is our issues. Maybe, maybe that's because all we do is complain. Hey, hey, hey. Huh? Right? I know in the world they say the struggle is real, right? Everybody heard that? Man, the struggle is real. The kids say it all the time, at least my kids in my day. Struggle is real, man. You know? 
But how many know in Jesus the struggle is over? <laughs> how many know that if we're in Christ, we're not meant to struggle? He didn't create us just to, to go through difficulty. No, 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 no. That we can actually turn every issue into a growing pain. We can actually turn every issue that we go through, every circumstance we go through, into something that benefits us. That it may have been meant for evil, but God's going to turn it around for his good. Amen? And she had to push through self-reliance. She had to push through leading on her own understanding. Come on, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Verse 6 says, seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. So here we are in this transformation journey with this woman, and she's suffering, and she's mentally just down. She's emotionally worn out. And I believe this morning the Lord is like, hey, push through depending on yourself. Because how many know where God wants to take us, we can't get there on our own. What God wants to do with our lives, we can't just pray good enough. We can't be at church early enough. We can't shout hallelujah, amen, good enough. Because where God wants to take us, we have to rely on him. Tell the person next to you, push through self-reliance. Come on. You got to push through your past experiences. You got to push through everybody else's opinion about your situation. You got to push through settling and being comfortable in the middle of your issue and circumstance. Because when you're going through it, it's not the time to settle down. And when you feel overwhelmed, see, it's not the time. What, 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 what that time is, is, hey, reach out to somebody. Get in a faith group. Hey, there's a plug. I'm going through it. I need you. I need, how I many you know we need Jesus, and we need the body. The body is meant to heal the body, not the pastor. <laughs> Many times we wait for pastor, but pastor busy sometimes, you know? How about, how about build a relationship strong enough where you feel open with someone in the house to say, you know what? Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm holding this. I, I, it's overwhelming me. I need, I need a brother. I need a sister. I want to talk through it. Amen? Amen? Secondly, she had to push through the crowd. Amen. See, physically, the crowd represents obstacles getting to where Jesus wants you to be. But also spiritually, emotionally, the crowd represents those who have an opinion about your issue without knowing the process you're in. Hey. Uh-huh. Everybody got an opinion. Everybody got to say something. But only you are going through the process. And the thing is, is in order for you to reach the promise that God has for you, you have to go through something called process. Because the thing is, is when we receive the word of God, when we read the word of God, when maybe somebody comes and prophesies over us, I see this happening in your life, and you're going to do this, and you're going to do that. Those are all promises. Those are all cool. Those are all awesome. 
But guess what? Many times those words entail a process we have to go through. Some grinding we have to get through. Some dying we have to do in order to see the promises of God in our life. And if you're here this morning, block out everybody else's opinion about what you're going through. They don't matter. Those voices don't matter. Why? Because only Jesus knows the process you're in. Amen? The crowd also exposes a lie within us, which is really cool. The crowd exposes a lie within our minds that ultimately we allow the enemy to use to stop us from getting to Jesus. And here's the lie. You ready for this? How many of you thought this to yourself? To yourself? Especially on a Sunday morning, it's altar ministry time. Pastor Terry done preached his toes off. And the word was just for me. I mean, he, he, was, he was reading my diary. Here's the lie we believe that stops us from getting to where God wants us to be. What if they see me? What if they see me? What? What? What if they see me? What will they say if they see me? Because many times we're just like, hey, man, I'm good. But on the inside, man, no, we're not. We're not good. You may look good. Yeah, you look good. But on the inside, are you good? And many times I, I, ask, I don't ask people how you're doing. I ask people, how's your soul? Especially dudes. Because sometimes us dudes have a trouble connecting with our hearts. But you can connect with your heart every other Thursday here at the men's faith group with us. And uh, self-sameness blood. <laughs> Amen. This past, this past Thursday we had a great time. I'm just going gonna, gonna to brag on, on Herb and Sean Carpenter. They didn't realize they was cousins. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> we were talking, sharing life, and all of a sudden they mentioned the same person, and they were like, what? <laughs> no, that's my aunt. No, no, that's my aunt. No, that's my aunt. No, you don't understand. That is my aunt. They cousins. Look at that. <laughs> that's crazy to me. But you got to push through the crowd. You got to push through uncomfortable situations. You got to push through your own feelings sometimes. You got to push through. If you're, so, if, you're, if you're really wanting him to touch you, if you're really wanting a touch from God, if you really want God to really intervene in your situation, see, God responds to faith. Let me say that again. God responds to faith. And many times we come with doubt instead of faith. Lord, if it's your will. Lord, if it's your will. No, it is his will to heal you. It is his will and his word to deliver you. It is his will that you not be struggling and going down through things. No, no, no. It is his will. I know the process has been dragging you through the mud. But don't forget, baby girl, it is his will. It is his will that you not go through this alone. It is his will. You not be just defeated. Come on. What's interesting? 
What's interesting is I, I, I was like, I need to know this woman's name. I have to know. There has to be some kind of dude that's way more smarter than me that lived back then that could tell me this woman's name. This woman has to have a name. I can't just know her as the woman with the issue of blood because I don't want nobody knowing me by my issues. I don't want you to know me by Andrew. You know, I don't want you to know me by the Jesus in me. But I, 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 want, I want to know this woman. And it's interesting, I came across some references and some studies and, and some, some scholars say that this woman, that the crowd knew her name as Veronica. Hey, that's a 2019 name. <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't like Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, Hananiah, Mishael, something I couldn't pronounce, but I can do Veronica. <laughs> but it's interesting that I, mean, I looked up the meaning of her name. <laughs> and it's one who overcomes. that everyone knew her by her issue, but no one knew her by her purpose. And that her purpose wasn't to stay where she was, but she had something driving her on the inside saying, I'm I'm not going to settle for this. I've tried tried to be be self-reliant. I've tried everything, but I'm going to overcome. I'm going to overcome. And I can't miss this opportunity where Jesus is passing by my town, my city, where Jesus is here. I can't miss this Sunday morning where Jesus is here. I can't miss this. I can't just treat Sunday to Sunday as a normal service and go through the routine. I got to possess him when he's close to me, when his presence is in the room, when I'm surrounded by family. I have to overcome all the lies that say, who cares if they see me? Oh, come on. Who cares? Who cares? Because the thing is, is once you break that barrier, then you begin to push through, which is my last point. You begin to push through until you touch Jesus. If you could push through your self-reliance, if you could push through the crowd, You'll push through until you touch Jesus. And that's the main point. That's the main thing right there. It's worth not depending and leaning on my own understanding. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth pushing through what other people may say about my situation and pushing through maybe people seeing me, you know, because, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm Pastor Andrew and, and everybody sees me up here with the microphone and speaking from time to time, whatever, but but. They can't see me come down to the altar. No, no, no. I'm human. (laughs) I'm flesh and blood. I go through things too, and sometimes I need a prayer. Hey, come on. Wouldn't it be awesome to see the leaders of churches begin to come and begin to lead? I I love it every time. Many times, Pastor Terry answers his own altar call. Many times through the Overcome series, you would see him down here weeping, encountering the face of God. Come on, that's a man I can follow. That's a man I could follow. That's a woman I could follow who could just stand up here and shamelessly say, you know what? This is the testimony of Jesus in my life. This is what's been happening. His goodness has been wrecking me. Come on, these are some people that I could follow. They don't leave with their gift. They don't lead with their anointing. They don't lead with their ministry. They lead with their heart. Come on. You got to push through. Until you touch Jesus. Tell the person next to you, push through. Push through. The band, you can come up, guys. I, I believe, 
And I just want to prophetically speak. I believe that we're entering a time where what we've dreamed in our hearts will begin to touch with our hands. I feel like that's the word of the Lord. For Pastor Terry, for Pastor Angel. (laughs) That we're entering the time. That what we've dreamed, what you've dreamed, what you've labored for in prayer, in tears, in secret, alone. What you've been believing for. The dreams of what God can do with his people. And just letting him do it. The limitless boundaries there are in his kingdom of how far we can advance and how far we can go. We're entering a time where what we've dreamed in our hearts will begin to touch with our hands. You'll begin to touch it. I'm telling you, you're going to see the promises of God come to pass during your time alive here on earth. I'm believing that every promise that is over your life, every promise that's over everyone's life in this room, under the sound of my voice, you're going to see it come to pass. You're going to, some of you, you're going to touch Jesus when you touch them kids coming through this door that you've been believing for. Some of you, you're going to touch Jesus. You're going to, everything you're believing, what are you believing for? What are you fighting for? What is, what, what, what are you pushing through? Because when you push through, you're going to touch Jesus. And I believe See that it's not a coincidence that Jairus' daughter was 12 and this Veronica had been suffering for 12 years. And that faith renewed our family is 12 years old. I believe we're entering in a time where we're going to begin to see an explosion of miracles take place in our midst. Oh, I need more faith in the room. I said, I believe we're in a time where we're going to see an explosion of miracles take place in our midst. I'm telling you, we're going to see signs and wonders and miracles like never before. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, it's going to happen. Mark my words, today, October 13th, don't be afraid when people start getting healed in the middle of a worship song. Don't be afraid when people start coming to the altar and being set free every demonic oppression. Don't be afraid of it because we're going after it. Don't be afraid of it because this is our year where Jesus not only marks this ministry in this house with being faith renewed, but I'm telling you, making Jesus known is going to change everything. Where you're not only going to have your faith renewed, but you're going to come and get transformed. You're going to find a family to lean on. And we're going to see Jesus explode in power in our midst. And it's going to be amazing. Anybody excited about that? Stand to your feet. Where she touched Jesus is very important, family. She touched Jesus. The Bible says at the the hem of his garment. The garment they were talking about is is a a shawl because Jesus was a rabbi and he wore a shawl as a Jewish people do and that shawl had on it a bunch of scripture on it and what's interesting she touched the edge of it and the edge of it was this blue square that in it was inscribed the commandments and the promises of God oh my God 
that she didn't just touch any part of the fabric that he had on. She went for the promises. Oh, I wonder if you're here this morning and you are believing and you want to see the promises of God come into your possession. In other words, if you keep on pushing, we'll touch every promise God has given us. We'll touch every word. We'll see it come to pass. We'll see it be fulfilled. Can I get an amen? Just bow your heads. The presence of the Lord is here. I just, I just seen uh, many people just weeping in the presence of God as the word is being brought forth this morning. And I thank God for that. But man, if you're going through something and you, you want an extra dose of just love, just an extra dose of power, we're going to pray for Pastor Terry Danger in a moment. But I want, to, I want to open up the altar right now. For those of you, oh man, you've been trying to push through on your own, but you need to not rely on yourself and you need to push through the crowd. And, and you believe that this morning is your morning to touch Jesus. Maybe you're in this room, I don't know. But even if you're not right with Jesus, this is your morning. This is your morning. But as a family, if that's you, and any of this word has ministered to your heart this morning, and you want to respond, I want you and your family to come down to the altar right now. Just come on. Just come out of your seat. If that's you, you say, you know what, I'm going to push through. It's you and your family. Come on. You've come in dragging this morning, believing for something.